welcome to Tomahawk Talk, Episode 9. I'm Luke Harden. And my name is David Waters. Welcome in, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We got our top 10 second baseman ready to go. We're super excited. But first, I think we got a little bit of Braves news to go over. Do we? Uh, do we actually? I don't know if we do. Um, we have MLB news. We do have MLB news. Trevor Rosenthal um, was sort of signed with the Oakland Athletics for one year, 11 mil um, last night. Um, and also happened last night. Fernando Tatis signed a 14 year, $340 million contract. Wow. Yeah, we have some uh, slight news to talk about there. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of like big. That's kind of a big deal. Just a little bit. So, uh, we'll go over that. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Brian Dozier has announced his retirement. Yes. One of my one of my favorite non-brave players to watch. Uh, and Mariners also got Ken Giles. So. Oh yeah, and and uh, Shane Bieber has tested positive for COVID, and. JT Romuto fractured his thumb. So I did see that. We got a we got a couple things to go over. We'll just start off with the biggest news. Brian Dozier. Just kidding. Tatis. I mean, the guy hasn't even played a full 162 games and he's getting I don't even know what the the contract like finance it, how how what what they're how what they're doing there, but it's a lot of money. I can tell you that. So I saw a David O'Brien tweet. Uh, what did it say? I posted on my story. Um, hang on, my speaker's still on. Um, uh, on let Twitter, me find so... it. Uh, let me go find that real quick. So uh, br- the Braves will pay Ronald Acuna Jr. one hundred and twenty-four million dollars over ten years, and Albies. 45 million over nine years, assuming they pick up two option years on each player. That's a total of 169 million. Nice for 19 combined years of those two. Uh, the Padres will pay Tatis 340 million. It's almost a 180, no, $170 million difference. And they're paying one player that much. We're paying two players that much. Two superstars. Yeah, and they're also paying. Machado, three hundred mil for the next like ten years. So, since when did they have? <laughs> I don't get. Oh, it. and then since not to forget, um, Eric Cosmer too. So, who knows where they're getting all their money? Who's the whoever the Padres owner is? They're living the good life. AJ Preller is a aggressive GM. I don't know who their owner is, but Peter AJ Preller is not afraid to pull the trigger. The owner of the Padres. Is Peter Sedler? Uh, I don't know how you say that. S e i d l e r. Um, no clue. I don't know who that is. Um, okay, never okay, heard so, of okay, so never mind. They're owned by a lot of people, actually. Anything's better than Liberty Media. Anything. DFA Liberty Media. DFA have Liberty. To, we have to say that every. That's just episode. become. That's just become a mainstay. Like that's We're gonna find a way to put that into every episode. Yes. Doesn't matter. Absolutely. 
and every live stream and literally everything that we do is DFA Liberty Media. Yes. We got to make our message be known. So, um, the Padres are owned by a team of seven people. So, when you're owned by seven people instead of a corporation, you, you tend to probably be, spend more money straight up. And they're probably going to sign Blake Snow long-term potentially. So, they're maybe definitely Darvish. not... Maybe Darvish. They're not maybe close Clevenger. to done. Yeah, they're nowhere maybe near all, done. So Maybe all three. I mean, who knows? Literally, every team needs to have owners that are willing to spend money and if it if owners are not willing to spend money that's bad for the game of baseball yeah i agree and it's bad for the fans so yeah dfa liberty media immediately (laughs) (laughs) all right um that's if tatis if all this hype around tatis is just all for naught and he winds up like battling a bunch of injuries throughout his career, this contract's really going to hurt the Padres. This is really... Uh, they're taking a huge gamble here. Yeah, they're taking a huge risk on a guy that still hasn't even played a full season. How, ma- how many games has he played? Um, 152. You have a, 152. So, basically, a full season so far. Uh, a 301 career hitter. Um... With 39 bombs and 27 stolen bases, I mean, this guy's only 21 years old, so that's pretty insane. Uh, that's crazy, honestly. This this contract is nuts. Uh, 162 game average so far, 44 homers and 31 stolen bases. I mean, 956 OPS, 154 OPS plus. This guy's a monster. Um, definitely has some MVPs off his sleeve in the future and soon to become one of the best players in baseball. If I mean, he might already be one of the best players in baseball. Um, yeah. Depending on where you stand on him. I don't think he's like top 10 yet, but he we'll see what he is in 2021. I feel he's like definitely he's definitely the number one, like media or like he brings the attention to the game of baseball. I think he's the number one. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. He's like he's like he's like the f- sort of like the face of like baseball like social media wise like obviously Mike Trout you know he's the face of baseball but I think like the new era of what we're moving into with like you know let the kids play I think Tatis literally that's that's what he resembles yeah it's Acuna it's Albies it's I guess you could throw Baez in there even though he's been around a little while longer um, yeah uh, they used to. Sorry, they used to um, be really big in Aaron Judge as well, but he's not as exciting because he gets hurt all the time. But yeah, um, yeah, uh, there's a lot of young talent in baseball. Uh, I mean, Tim Anderson also deserves a l- little more credit. You know, this guy's a huge hype. He's just a hype beast. <laughs> um, <laughs> just the bat flips, everything. He's just definitely a new school type of player. Uh, Magicals kind of going to be there for a while as well up in Chicago. Um, a lot of great young talent coming up. And yeah. I can't wait to see what what's next. Uh, I don't know if Wander Fra- Franco, Franco, I, I've heard it pr- pronounced both ways. I don't know which way is correct. Um, he's like, he's, how old is he? He's like 
nineteen. He's, he still I eighteen. He's, I think he's nineteen. Let me check. He's. I think he's nineteen. Yeah, he's nineteen. Um, March he, March first, so he'll 1st. be twenty. He'll be twenty by the regular season if he's. He'll be twenty there. in less than a month. And this yes. guy in the minors has done nothing but raked. This guy's hit three thirty six in the minors as a 17, 18, 19 year old. I mean, that's unheard of. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And he's walked eighty three times and and only struck out fifty four times. Like, what are we? I mean, how? That's crazy. I tell you, there's there's something Tampa Bay knows. I mean, they just they scout these dudes, these guys. I mean, they got. I think they got what eight eight guys in the top one hundred um list. Yeah, probably. And they um, turn out. To, and to, I mean, they win literally every trade they get. They make. Yeah, like I know everybody's looking at the fact like they traded Blake trade. Snow, but somehow <laughs> somehow the, oh. the 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 Rays are going to wind up like Luis Patino is going to wind up being some like you know top three pitcher in the league somehow, and then he's going to like everybody's going to look back and be like. Wow, that they really won that trade. I I don't get it, but you know, the Rays are gonna ray, and you know, that's just what they do. And the Padres also have McKenzie Gore coming up, so they didn't really need Patino. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they don't need any. They don't need any more pitching. I can tell you that they got Musgrove, Snell, Darvish already on top of Lamette and Gore, and then maybe even Paddock. I don't know what they're going to do with Paddock. but It makes me wonder, like, are, is, are the Braves, is Anthopolis ever going to trade away, like, some of our pitching prospects for, like, a really good superstar player? It's an I, interesting thing to I think about. I, mean, I think at this point in time, I mean, guys like Ian Anderson, I, I, I was a big supporter of Ian Anderson. Before he got called up, I, he was, I thought he was going to be stud like he is already. And um, I think there's maybe I think Kyle Muller's one of like I said multiple times I think he's one of my favorite prospects. You think? I think there is there is lenience for guys like Kyle Wright. I think you can Kyle Wright, Bryce Wilson. Um, I think anybody else in this in the prospect um, prospect list is expendable at this point. Um, yes. If we're going to go try to win a championship, so yes, absolutely. I mean, we're already World Series contenders, so like, might as well get get just a little better. It's amazing that the Braves are able to be a World Series contender with the budget that we have. Like, we we are we do not spend nearly as much money as the Padres and Dodgers, and I guess even the Mets at this point, and but yet we're still in the hunt for it, like every year. So. You know, that's something to consider. Um, but, you know, just it just makes you wonder, just if we had good owners, <laughs> uh, I think, <laughs> you know, it makes you wonder just how much better could we be if Liberty Media wasn't holding us back? Yeah. Food for thought. So, anyways, there's there's the Tatis news. That's pretty big. Um JT Romuto is questionable for op- opening day for the Phillies after fracturing his thumb. I think that happened, I guess, today, yesterday. I don't know. I, I assume that happened today. I'm not. They, the the news was today, so I assume it was today. I don't know. So he's questionable for opening day. Um, that could be a big loss early on for the Phillies. Good. Um, Especially, don't we? I think we play them in Philly. F- 
opening weekend, don't we? We sure do. Yeah. So, so that's something to definitely us. keep an eye on. I think I think we would have the advantage either way, but even more of an advantage if JT Real Muto's gone. Facts. So, um let's see. Luis Severino coming back from uh, didn't he have Tommy John surgery? Yes, he did. He is back on the mound for the Yankees. Um, the Yankees also have a lot of interest in re-signing Brett Gardner. It is likely. Heyman th- says it's likely. Um, Otani's back on the mound with the Angels. And we never talked about Albert Almora to the Mets. That's not a big deal, though. Um <laughs> <laughs> so uh Detroit Tigers signed Willie Peralta. That's another thing. But let's talk about the relievers. Uh Ken Giles to the Mariners and Trevor Rosenthal to the Oakland A's. So we'll start with uh the bigger one of those two. Trevor Rosenthal to the A's, one year eleven million dollar deal. Correct? That is correct. Good. <laughs> I was expecting you to talk about it or something. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, Rosenthal, you know, he, he got traded over to the Padres. Um, he was a big part of their bullpen for, towards the end of the year, obviously. Um, the... Um, playoffs, excuse me, the playoffs didn't really turn out the way they wanted to. Um, he obviously didn't resign. They got Mark Melanson, Keelan Kella, other guys. Um, and Oakland A's. So I think it's a good, I think it's a, obviously not Liam Hendricks, but I think pay payroll wise, for a team like the A's, I think it's a good signing. So, I think it's a good signing, but I think it's also very risky. Um, I don't see Rosenthal being like a back of the bullpen guy. I, I mean, I guess yes, he, yes, he is. But I don't know, a piece of my microphone just fell off. That can't be good. Um. So. Dang, what happened to my microphone? Hang on, everyone. <laughs> what did you do? All right, we're back. Um, my microphone is fixed. Uh, I just came <laughs> unscrewed somehow, so uh, had to screw it back in, which is a lot harder than I thought it would be. But, anyways, Trevor Rosenthal. I don't remember what I was saying. I was like a back of the rotation type of guy, uh, or back of the bullpen type of guy, not rotation. Uh, this guy, uh, from 2012 until 2015, this guy was an elite closer, one of the best in the game, was an all-star in 2015. 2016, took a big step back, had an ERA around four and a half, and then and a whip approaching two. 2017 was a little better, but uh, not the same production he put up in 2015. Uh, did not pitch in 2019. Or 2018, sorry. 
2019 was very rough. Uh, 15 in the third innings. Gave up 23 earned runs. ERA of of 13 and a half. Uh, whip of 2.413. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden in 2020, this guy pitched two, 23 and two thirds innings and gave up only five earned runs. An ERA of 1.90. A FIP of 2.22. And a whip uh, under 0.85. So, solid pickup for them. But it's a little risky given his struggles before 2020. So, Yeah, I think it'll be interesting um, how he fits into that bullpen. Obviously, they got Diekman. Um, they traded for Adam Kolarik, I believe how you say his last name, from the Miami Marlins. Or I couldn't tell Davis you. The Marlins. Um, they also have, um, AJ Puck, who I don't know how AJ Puck's going to slot into that team. If he even will be on that team in the year, um, Lou Trevino and JB Wendelkin and Sergio Romo. So I think it'd be interesting, um, how, I mean, the way, um, um, the A's run their bullpen. Interesting. I think they will. They got a they got a good starting rotation with Manaya, um, Manaya, Montas fires, Montas fires, Bassett. Uh, have? Oh yeah, Bassett, Bassett might be their number one. I don't know. Who's their I don't know who five, their five will be, but it'll be AJ Puck maybe. Might be AJ Puck. It, it might be AJ Puck. So we'll see. I think they have an interesting structure on how they run their team, but they always seem to much like the Rays. I think they always find a way. So I think it'll be interesting. Another move in the AL West, uh, Ken Giles to the Mariners. This is a guy I kind of wanted the Braves to go after. This was, I believe it was a relatively cheap deal as well. I think it was two years, 7 million. Uh, yeah. $7 million. Um, he'll only earn 1 million. In 2021, which is weird, five million in 2022, but there's a five hundred dollar buyout, five hundred thousand dollar buyout. Sorry, <laughs> and a five hundred <laughs> That'd be really weird. <laughs> and a five hundred thousand dollar signing bonus. So that uh, uh, seven million. Uh, that's a very cheap deal. I think that's very affordable. Uh, Ken Giles. Uh, let me pull up his stats here. Um, not a great 2020, but he only played in four games, three innings, 3.2 innings, four earned runs, gave up two bombs, but clearly something wasn't right. Uh, I think he was hurt, most likely. Yeah, but he was coming off it, injury. But 2019, this guy was a different story. Uh, picked up 23 saves in 53 games. Uh, 1.87 ERA, a 2.27 FIP, uh, a whip of exactly one. Um, so, and then in 2018, 26 saves. Uh, ERA was a little elevated, but it, it wasn't bad by any means. He was a 2017 Astro. Got to point that one out. Um, but 34 saves with that team in 2017. Uh, I don't think relievers had to do much with the cheating scandal. They just didn't t- stop it. But, yeah, whatever. 
let's just not even get into that. We could make an episode on the 2017 Astros scandal because that would be very interesting. That would be an interesting topic. That would just to go over again. We might we revisit have a that lot to next, say. We would we might go over that next offseason. If we don't have anything else to talk about, we might talk about the cheating scandal and bring it back up and uh, bash AJ Hinch again. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the final Major League Baseball news we have is Brian Dozier has announced his retirement after I think it was an 11 uh, year career. Um this guy was a very, very good second baseman for the Twins for a very long time. Uh, spent uh, how many years with the Twins? Uh, so yeah, seven years. Uh, 167 bombs in those seven years in Minnesota. Uh, batting average a bit low at 248, uh, 772 OPS. Not bad by any means for a second baseman. Uh, got some MVP votes in three seasons. Uh, won a Gold Glove, was an All Star in 2015. I think he also did. He also compete in a no, he didn't compete in a Homer Derby. That was Justin Morneau, I believe, when Target Field held the Homer Derby. Um, and this guy hit 42 homers in 2016 as a second baseman. Uh, this guy uh, was traded in the middle of 2018 to the Dodgers. Uh, but once he left the Twins, he was never the same. Um, I mean, with the Nationals in 2019, he hit 20 homers and hit 238, but obviously not the same player he used to be. Um, but uh, spent 2020 in the Mets organization, Mets and Padres organization, should I say. Um, did not hit a single homer. It was hit two for 15. Um, no homers, uh, struck out five times. Um, a 321 OPS, not obviously not the best uh, way to end his career, but this is always a guy who's easy to root for uh, with the Twins. Uh, I don't know, just a very solid under the radar guy. I I think he was very underrated in his time with the Twins, um, with like Altuve getting all the hype. But Dozier, uh, best of luck in retirement. And you got, you got anything, Luke? Great career. Um, his 2015 season was really good. Um, but also, speaking of second baseman, our top 10 list for second baseman are in – this is the main primary episode um, for our second baseman. So. But first, last episode, I had a little segment where we transitioned into a sponsorship that was not actually there. (laughs) 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 And uh, I figured out how to do it, but it was a little too late at that point. Uh, So here's a little shout out from our sponsor at Anchor. Hey, y'all, before we get into the main segment, I just wanted to take a moment to tell you guys about Anchor. Anchor is how we upload our podcasts to all podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's completely free, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. 
Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's easy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Our top 10 second baseman. This is exciting. I'm pretty pretty excited for this. How about you, Luke? I'm ex- excited about this one. Um, this one, I did put a good amount of time into this one. I think I spent a good 45 minutes to an hour looking up stats and coming through my list. I forgot a few guys, put some guys in, took some guys out, readjusted the list, so... You said Glaber was a second baseman when he's actually a shortstop. I I did I did. Well, he's always been a second. Well, he was a second baseman before DJ was there, and then yeah. But so, we won't talk about DJ until later. We're gonna do something we haven't done before to figure out who goes first. We'll do rock paper scissors to be a zoom. All right. All right. Ready? Whoever wins goes first, or whoever loses goes first. Actually, we'll do it that way. All right. Fair enough. Okay, both scissors. Okay. <laughs> okay, both rock. <laughs> both rock. We both tried four times in a row. You can go first, or I'll go first. I don't. No, I no, no. We got Someone's got to win. Someone's got to win. Okay, come on again, again, again. Yeah, you go first. Okay. I, I just wanted somebody to lose, so <laughs> my number ten. A guy that's actually only this is was his rookie season. Um I don't think he's gonna be playing second base in the future with the signing of that Japanese or Korean um second baseman but jake cronenworth is my number 10 obviously jake cronenworth he's only played 54 games so very small sample size to say the least um but i think this guy is going to be a tremendous player i obviously he probably won't continue playing second base so he probably will be on another list um another top 10 list somewhere in the future um but this guy hit 285 rookie season Slugged 477, 831 OPS, 128 OPS plus. Um, came in second in the Rookie of the Year voting um, behind Devin Williams, I believe, was the winner, correct? Yes, he was. Of the Brewers. Um, has a little bit of pop in his bat. He only had four home runs, but I think um, over the course of his career, I think he could be a 20-homer guy. Um, um, so... Not obviously a very small sample size, but I think a guy that can grow and become a very good player. So, Jay Cronin with that 10. Yeah, that second baseman, the Korean guy, his name is Ha Sung Kim. So, let's just not like act like we don't know his name. Because, well, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't remember his name. I know, I know, of course, you couldn't, but I looked it up. So, I actually didn't forget his name too. So, I looked it up. Anyways, number 10 for me is. I mean, this we had to put him somewhere. Uh, he's kind of a utility guy. 
Uh, Chris Taylor of the Dodgers. Um, I didn't really know what position to put him at, but MLB Network said he was a second baseman, so I put him at second. Um, Chris Taylor, this guy plays all over the place. Uh, he's been a solid player uh, forever. Uh, he's going to be hated by Braves fans for breaking up Sean Newcomb's no-hitter, but that's okay. Um, this guy led the National League in strikeouts in 2018, so that kind of hurt him that a little bit on my l- ranking. But, uh, you know, the last four years, this guy's hit – uh, close to 40 homers. I don't have the exact, or no, close to, let's see, let me do some mental math here. 48, no, 58 homers, last four years. Sorry. Um, And this guy steals bases. Uh, this guy hits for power. He hits for a pretty solid batting average. A career 263 hitter, a 779 OPS, a 109 career OPS plus. Uh, this guy started out his career back in Seattle. Um, it wasn't great for him, but then the Dodgers picked him up, and obviously whoever the Dodgers get becomes like an insanely good player, unfortunately. But I have Chris Taylor at number 10. My number nine is the second baseman for the Tampa Bay Rays, Brandon Lau. Oh, this is that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, um, I think we, we were far off on this one. Were we? Um, Brandon Lau, this is this will be his third year. Um, in the or he he'll be going into his fourth year in the league. He was a 2019 All Star, hit 270 that year, 850 OPS, 17 home runs. Um, and then this year, beginning of the year, he was in a lot of MVP MVP conversations. Um, you know, the guy was tearing the cover off the ball, hitting about like 330-ish with a lot of home runs. Um, he did finish the year with 269 average. Nice. Nice. Um, a 152 OPS plus. He has a career OPS plus of 130, which is very good. Um, though one of the main reasons he is lower on my list is because his defense while isn't the worst it is very average um obviously we know he can hit very well but especially at a position like second base second third and short i feel like defense is a bigger thing than maybe some uh, like first base i didn't take into consideration as big of a thing of defense compared to what I would will now second base I think it's a it has a bigger it holds a bigger value um he had a he has a career of four um defensive runs saved um over his career his three-year career so far not not a horrible defender he's very good defensively but just not the best so he is at my number nine okay my number nine is newly acquired Milwaukee Brewers second baseman Colton Wong comes in at number nine for me. Uh, Colton Wong. Actually, this is a good time to mention that neither of our guys are similar so far. So compared to the first baseman list, that's that's, that's good. Oh, yeah. 
things could change, but we have had different picks so far. So Colton Wong is my number nine. Uh, I, this guy's career is 261 hitter. I uh, got some MVP votes in 2019. Uh, he's won two gold gloves. This guy's phenomenal defensively. Um, this guy can hit too. He's never put an, up an OPS above 800. His career high is 788 in that department. Uh, kind of an average uh, fielder, but uh, obviously uh, his defense is uh, pretty special uh, at the second base position. Um, let me pull up his stats in recent years. Um, last three years from 2018 to 2020, uh, 41 defensive runs saved in three years. Uh, and that includes a 60 game season. So that's pretty darn insane. Uh, this guy doesn't strike out much. He's never struck out more than 95 times in his career in a season. Um, can steal bases. He sold 24 in 2019. Uh, this guy's a great athlete. He's only five foot seven. We're, we're, we have a lot of short guys on this list, and you know, no, shout out to our short guys, aka Luke. Short Kings. That's me. Yes, that's me guys. That is Luke. So Colton Wong, my number nine. My number eight. I think you said it best. It's Colton Wong. Dang at it. My number eight position. <laughs> I Colton it. Wong. I think you said it best. The guy is special defensively. He's, I think, he's the best defensive second baseman in the league. Um, fifty-five run defensive runs saved in his career. Um, like you said, over the last three seasons, what do you say, 42, 41? I don't know. I got rid of whatever you said. <laughs> it, it's player. a lot. It's it's absurd for a three-year oh. span. Oh, 41. Sorry, it's forty-one. 41. I mean, that's that's absurd for a three-year span. Including a sixty-game Very, season. Yeah, very average bat defensively. Not not the obviously the worst. He he doesn't strike out a lot. He he does he did have a two eighty five average in twenty nineteen and a two sixty five average in twenty twenty. So not obviously not a down in the dumpsters kind of bat. He is very um plausible with the bat. Um but he's there for his defense and that is why he's at my number eight. Okay. My number eight. We go all the way to the West Coast. Los Angeles Angels second baseman. Who's the... Who's the who is it, Luke? You tell me. David Fletcher. David Fletcher is my number eight. David Fletcher, I mean, ever since he's come up, he has raked... Uh, he came up in 2018 as a 24-year-old. Uh, I mean, you know, not much power in the bat, not much speed either, but this guy just gets base hits. Uh, had 173 in 2019, had a 66 in 2020, um, hit 319 with an 801 OPS, 121 OPS plus, which is great. Uh, another short guy. He he is five foot nine, same as Luke, I think. Aren't you five nine? I'm five eight. Ah, uh, so you're right in the you're middle close. of Colton Wong and David Fletcher. I am. Um, I'm Ozzy Albie's height. Ah, uh, okay. So uh, another thing about David Fletcher: uh, 15 defensive runs saved in his career um, from 2018 to 2020. Uh, I know I have a lot of stats from these three years, so 
386 slugging in those three years. Uh, does not strike out much. He struck out 64 times in 2019 and 154 games. Only 64 times. That's insane. Um, very low strikeout rate. Uh, kind of similar to Angelton Simmons. And we'll discuss him probably in our shortstop video or podcast. I keep saying video. Like that's like I keep, say that like almost every episode. <laughs> I mean, we're not live streaming, so this isn't. I guess we could upload this to YouTube, but um, I'm, it might be in two separate parts because of the thing. But anyways, David Fletcher's uh, my number eight. Staying on the West Coast and staying in LA. But not with the Angels, with the Dodgers. It's Chris Taylor. Um, obviously, you know, whatever position Chris Taylor plays, we don't really know. He's really just, he, he's a second base, third, short, left, center, right, you know, you name it, whatever position he plays. And, um, I mean, very good with the bat recently. I mean, 270 hitter um, this year, 262 in 2019. He had a 288 um, at batting average in 2017. Has um, a career OPS plus of 109, so just above the MLB average, which is 100, I believe. Um, defensively, he is, you know, he is what it is. It It's not anything spectacular he does have 15 career defensive runs saved um most notably he had six or no excuse me he had 11 in 2019 so defensively in 2019 very good year this year at second base he had two so i think you know he's he's consistent um there's a reason he's been in LA for a while and um, he's going to be continuing to torment the Braves probably and break up Sean Newcomb's no hitters. So he's my number seven. Okay. So my number seven, I mean, this one is, I'm it's just mainly cause I'm really high on this guy. Um, you know, this guy might not even make your top 10. It, it might not make a lot of people's top 10, but going north of the border, Toronto Blue Jays second baseman, Kevin Biggio. Maybe I'm biased because his dad was an absolute stud, a Hall of Famer. But uh, Kevin Biggio, this guy's potential is through the roof. Um, came up in 2019, came in fifth in the rookie the year voting. Uh, this guy's batting average is not great uh 240 for his career but at ops at 798 uh his defense uh is not bad it's not anything special um this guy also plays uh he's in his career he's played right field and third base um so he actually might move over to third base at some point but um this guy came out of neuter dame um a houston native of course, with his dad there, but um, 76 career RBIs in 159 games, 162 game averages for him, a 798 OPS, as I said, for his career, uh, 430 slugging, uh, 368 on-base percentage. Uh, one thing about Kevin Biggio that I 
don't like is the fact that this guy has struck out 184 times in 159 games. If you get the strikeout numbers down, that would be very, very good to see. But this guy has also walked 112 times. So this guy gets on base very well. Uh, had a 375 on base percentage in 2020. Um, he said 24 homers for his career. Uh, the ceiling for Biggio is really high. Um, I'm a big fan of Biggio. And uh, hopefully he and Vlad and Bichette can do great things for the Blue Jays in the future and adding George Springer as well to that lineup. The future's bright. All right. My number six um, is your number eight. It's David Fletcher. David Fletcher is a guy that, I mean, like you said, he just hits. The guy came into 2019 or 2018. He had 275. And he's just been up there. He had 290 last year and 319 this year. Um, he had a 100, 121 OPS plus this year. Um, he doesn't get on base as much as you would like, but I think the prototypical leadoff hitter um, the Angels are looking for, he gets, he hits, and a great um, combination to Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon in that lineup. Um, Defensively, I'm not sure. Let me pull up the stats. He actually does have 16 defensive runs save in three years, so actually surprisingly um, better than I thought. So defensively, solid, um, great leadoff hitter for the Angels, and um, I think he's only going to be better from here. So David Fletcher at six. My number six. This one's interesting because, uh, you know, I think last year you probably had him inside your top two. But he kind of fell off a lot last year. I'm not saying he was bad, but, I, I mean, before 2019, this guy wasn't really – you probably haven't even heard of the guy. I, at number six, I have Cattell Marte of the Arizona Diamondbacks. This guy – in 2019, was an absolute monster. Uh, it came out of nowhere and hit 32 bombs, a 329 average, and a 981 OPS. Like, where did this guy come from? He was an all-star. He was he got he came in fourth in the MVP voting. Um, but this guy, for his career, uh, be, just leading up to that season, uh, let me figure this out. Uh, he was a career OPS of had a career OPS of 712 for his career leading up to 2019. So that obviously I had to take into consideration that he only hit 22 homers leading up to that season. I uh, had a lot of triples, uh, notably 19 triples uh, in his first four years and then added nine more in 2019. Uh, defense with this guy. Uh, actually, I don't know it off the top of my head. Uh, got, I'll pull it up real quick. Um 19 defensive runs saved. So this guy, he hits, he fields well, he he hustles around the bases, uh, doesn't steal bases very much, but uh, obviously uh, has a lot of triples. Um, only hit two bombs last year, so you know maybe I think 2019 
maybe it was due to the baseballs being juiced or something, but obviously kind of out of the ordinary year for Cattell Marte. And I don't, I don't think he's quite that type of player, but just in case he's still at my number six. At my number five, it's Cattell Marte. Um, oh. It's a guy um, in 2019. I mean, came out of nowhere, 32 bombs, 329 average, 148 OPS plus, 981 OPS, finished fourth in the MVP voting. Um, in 2020, he did take a step back, still had a very good season, hit 286, but the decline in power only had two home runs. Um, didn't get on base as much as you would like to see. He did have a 732 OPS and a 95 OPS plus so definitely a decline I think maybe if you had a full 162 game season I think maybe he would have been higher on this list potentially but just because you had one good year um, offensively in 2019 I don't think that made him a top three second baseman and I actually don't even think he is a second baseman I think he's a better center fielder and I think he that's where he should be um, for the Diamondbacks. So I don't know what list he'll be on next year. Um, my guess would be he's probably going to be the starting center fielder for the Diamondbacks. So we'll see there. Um, so Cattell Marte at my number five. Really? Wait. I just, wait, I think I left someone off my list. Um, oh, wait, no, no, never mind. I didn't. Okay. I, I was just going crazy. Okay. Uh, my number five, uh, I think he, I think you had him at number nine, Brandon Lau of the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, I'm pretty high on Brandon Lau. Uh, Lau in the last couple years, I think, when did he come up? Um, Brandon Lau. He came up in 2018, and this guy has uh, always hit a lot of homers. Uh he he doesn't walk. That's a big issue with him. I think, um, you know, he's actually no. Never mind. He, he just he he does walk. He walked quite a bit last year, uh, but he strikes out a lot. Uh, a strikeout percentage approaching thirty percent uh, over his career. Not great by any means, but uh, obviously fourteen bombs last year. Hit two sixty nine. Nice. Uh, Nine sixteen OPS. <laughs> and uh, a 152 OPS plus, a very, very solid season for him. Um, it did strike out 58 times uh, for his career. For his career, he has only four defensive runs saved, so not the best uh, defender by any means, but this guy has monster power in that bat. Uh, drives and runs. Uh, his 162 game average for his career is 33 homers and 101 RBIs. Of course, the 855 OPS and a 130 OPS plus for his career. I'm pretty high on Brandon Lau, and I I think he'll be a great player for the race going forward. Um, but who knows? They might trade him away and somehow win that trade as well. So we'll see what happens with Brandon Lau. But Brandon Lau, he's at number five for me. Number four, Luke, who you got? At my number four, I have a short king. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it's Ozzy Albies. Ooh. 
So Ozzy Albies at number four. Um, this is a guy. What I love about him is he's, you know, he he's he's gutsy. He he plays the game hard. Um, just specifically, not even like really stats related. He runs down that line all the time. He's hustling on and off the field. That's what I love most about Ozzy. But stats wise. Um, this, this guy was an all-star in 2018. He hit 295 um, in 2019. He hit 271 this year. Has a career OPS plus of 107. He won a silver slugger in 2019. Um, the one knock on him, you could say, is he does strike out a lot. Um, has a hundred um, over 100 strikeouts in 2018 and 2019, and had 30 strikeouts in only 29 games this year. Um, Defensively, I think he's very underrated. He has 27 defensive runs saved in his four seasons. Um, I think there is a gold glove in his future. When that is, I don't know. I think he, eventually he will get one. Um, so, short king, Ozzy Albies at my number four. My number four is Jonathan VR. Stop. JK. My number four is Ozzy Albies as well. I think now we're going to be start to see some similarities in our lists. I think our top three will probably be the same, but I don't. I don't know. Maybe so. like three and two. We're I, number one is pretty obvious, but three and two we might mix them up a little bit. I don't know. So, uh, Ozzy Albies, uh, as you said, uh, this guy is insanely underrated. Uh, defensively um 26 defensive runs saved the last three years uh a uh, this guy doesn't walk very much uh only 6.3 percent walk rate this guy is very aggressive early in the count uh as you said a short king uh 58165 about the same as you i don't know how much you weigh though 166 uh so we're literally Darn. the same person. Basically. I actually, guys, I actually am Ozzy Albies. You're from, uh, I don't know how you say it, Syracow. 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 I don't know. Syracow. Syracow. You made me. You made me. <laughs> I don't know. You I made know, like... me. I had it in my head. And... Curacao. It's Curacao. Yes. Curacao. Uh, I think Jair Jurgens was from. There as well, and Andrew Jones. So apparently, we just love going to Cure Cow. I don't know. How you say it. <laughs> I don't know. How you just say stop it. trying. Just, 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 just tell us about. Tell, tell you about who. VR. You were talking about Ozzy Albies. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, Ozzy's a stud. Uh, I was injured a lot last year. Uh, it's a put up as OPS of 773, OPS plus of 99, so a little under average or a little below average, but uh, obviously it was played through injuries. This guy hustles on the bases, uh, uh, 18, 18 triples in the first three years of his career. Did not have one last year, but 29 games. I mean, it happens. Um, 83 doubles and from 2018 to 2019, of course, an all star in 2018. A silver slugger in 20, 2019. Uh, 189 hits led the league in 2019, uh, as well as at bats, 640. 
um, career OPS of 803. Um, and obviously, as I said, a very, very good defender. Um, Ozzy Albies is my, and he's going, is next year, he's only, he's entering his age 24 season. So um, still very young. The future is very, very bright for Ozzy Albies. At my number three, we're getting even shorter. We're going to five six. Jose Altuve. Cheater. Um, some of you, <laughs> yeah, I do agree. Um, I as much as it pained me, I, I love my mom loves Jose Altuve. Um What? Loved, How? Loved loved Jose Altuve. Oh before, better. that's better. Loved Jose Altuve before. Um this guy in 2014 had 225 hits and 56 stolen bases. He had four straight um, 200-hit um, seasons, three-time batting champ, um, six-time All-Star. Say what you want about him um, because of all the scandal. I know it's not the best look. I don't – I it irritates me because of how good a player he is um, that he would be doing anything like that. Um, this is a guy who has a career OPS plus of 124, um, one MVP in 2017. Um, you know, we don't talk about it, um, but defensively, he's good. Um, this year, he wasn't good defensively, especially in the playoffs. He was horrendous. Um, but, I mean... If you want to look past 2017, this guy was an elite, elite second baseman. He was the best second baseman in the league for quite a while. Um, I mean, I wish 2017 turned out different. Maybe he would even be number one on this list um, if any of that didn't happen. But um, Jose Otuve at three. No chance he would, you know, there's still someone better. There would still be someone better. But I yes, have, I agree. At my number three, I have Jeff McNeil of the New York Mets. So I have him a little below Altuve just because Altuve has done basically the same thing for a longer period of time. So gotta get, I'm giving the edge to uh, Altuve, but... I don't uh, give McNeil. edges to cheaters. But he was really good before, too. So, Yeah, I know. Before the whole cheating thing. I hate it. I hate, I hate that cheating scandal because, I mean, I want to like Jose Altuve, but I just can't anymore. So, um, so Jeff McNeil, his nickname is Squirrel. He's fantastic. Uh, 2019 uh, was an all-star. In 2018, he... Came in sixth in the rookie of the year voting. Uh, for his career, he's hit 319 uh, with an 884 slugging. Uh, only one defensive run saved in the last, actually, in his entire career. But uh, 2020 was a, he set career lows in, uh, in batting average and OPS. Uh, his on base percentage was slightly higher than his rookie season. Uh, a career low in OPS plus, but it, it was 2020. It was a short season. It doesn't count really, but um, he doesn't strike out much at all. Uh, only 123 strikeouts and 200 and 
and over a thousand plate appearances. Uh, so that's about 123 strikeouts and uh, 1,024 plate appearances. Uh, for his career, he's walked 69 times. Nice. Uh, 884 OPS for his career, as I said, 139 OPS plus. Um, this guy also gets hit by pitch a lot. Uh, 29 total hit by pitches. Uh, I know that probably shouldn't be anything we take into consideration, but he, he got hit by pitch 21 times in 20. I feel like half of those were from the Braves. Am I wrong? Like, I feel like every time he, le- no, it's because he leaned. I feel like half the time he leaned into the pitch. Like, he wanted to get him. Him and Michael Conforto and Brandon Nimmo. Those yeah. three guys irritate me sometimes because of Mets how are much dirty. they get hit. Mets are dirty. Sorry, I just throw that in there. Yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, he's not great defensively, as I said. But this guy's this guy just rakes. Uh, and I have him at number three. Number two, I assume you have the same guy that I had at number three. I Unless do. you have Jonathan Jeff VR. McNeil. Um, no, nah, Jonathan VR is actually my number one. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, Jeff McNeil. Um, you know, this guy, like, like a guy like David, Fletcher, he's basically left-handed David Fletcher, but he's actually a better hitter. Um, guy that hasn't hit under 311 in his career. He gets on base. He has a career OPS plus 139. How many walks um, does he have for his career? 69. Nice. Nice. Um, not a ton of pop in his bat, um, although I do have to say he had 23 home runs in 2019. Um, this year, only had four. So how that will translate into next year, we will see. Um, but very good player. I hate the, when the Braves have to face this guy because he always seems to get like four hits every single game. Um, but... Like, I mean, I, I remember him doing an interview at the All-Star game um, or them doing an interview at the All-Star game with Brian Snicker. And they said um, they asked him about Jeff McNeil. And then he said, I don't know how to get this guy out. It's it's I don't know. The Braves can't seem to get him out. He has something about the Braves. He hits like 900 against the Braves. But Jeff McNeil, very underrated, even though he's at my number two. I think he's a great player and um, he's my number two. My number two is a cheater, but um, Jose Altuve is my number two. Uh, I, I mean, I think looking at his stats in 2019 and 2020, he might be on the decline, but I mean, 2020 was just a weird year. Uh, you know, not going to buy it, but obviously in 2019, he only hit less than 300 for the first time since 2013. Um I mean, look at this guy's batting average from 2014 to 27. Let's just say, should we count 2017? Probably not. So from 2014 to 2016, uh, <laughs> this guy hit 331 with an 857 OPS. And that was only with uh, 46 homers. So not much power there. I mean, as, not as much as he had in uh, 2019. The power came along somehow as a five foot six second baseman, 166 pounds. Hey, Luke, you and Jose Altuve might be brothers. I'm brothers with all the short kings out there. David Fletcher, Ozzy Albies, Dave, or um, Jose Altuve. Are you, are you giving a shout-out to a cheater? No, I'm just saying. Um, okay, okay. No, I'm taller than him. What a loser. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm better so, than you, anyways. 
Um, this guy won an MVP in uh, 2017. Uh, he stole it from Judge, but I mean, he he won it even though he knew it was coming. Uh, op- his career OPS is 819, uh, 458 slugging, which is solid for a five foot six guy. Uh, 361 on base percentage for his career and 311 batting average. Um, this guy does not strike out. I mean, you might be saying like, yeah, I wonder why, but like he never has really struck out that much. In fact, his career high and uh, strikeouts for a season was 85. And that came in 2013 when he was 23 years old and he actually struck out one last time. He struck out 84 times in the season where he knew exactly what pitch was coming. So, uh, let that sink in for a second. But, uh, this guy's led the league in stolen bases twice, uh, led the league in hits four times, uh, led the league in batting average three times. Uh, he's won MVP, he's won five silver sluggers, uh, six time all star, a th- three time batting title. He's won ALCS MVP. I mean, I I mean, it, it, back from like 2015 to 20, uh, I guess 2015 to 2017, uh, kind of reminds reminds me of Jeff McNeil now. Just absolutely, guy absolutely rakes a little bit of power in the bat. Um, but uh, had him had to put him just above uh, McNeil just because we know what this guy's capable of. He's not great defensively, uh, but um, uh, he's just good enough uh, to be number two. But if he struggles again in 2021, he's definitely going to fall off this list. Already fall down this list, at least. Uh, quite a few spots. Kick so, him off the list. He's the worst first second baseman in the league. <laughs> he's the worst first baseman in the league, huh? Yeah. All right, so who's your number one? Who's the best second baseman the best in second baseball? baseman. We are going from a guy that was 5'6 to a guy that's 6'4, probably the tallest second baseman in existence. Kike Hernandez. <laughs> Jonathan Vior. Um, no, it's uh. DJ LeMayhew. Um, the guy has a career batting average of 305. Surprisingly, only has a career OPS plus of 102, um, on base percentage career wise of 787. Um, since he came to the Yankees, um, from Colorado, he's seen a increase in power. Why going from Coors Field to Yankee Stadium? You see, I mean, I understand the short porch, short porch, short porch, but you would think maybe in Colorado you'd see more power. But the guy never hit over 10, 10 home runs, but once in twenty sixteen, and then fifteen in twenty eighteen in his final year in Colorado, and then had twenty six in twenty nineteen in his All Star year. Um, and his first year with the Yankees, this guy just hits. I mean, he's done it his whole career. Um, he was—I thought he was one of the more underrated second basemen when he was in Colorado. Um, not didn't get a lot of national attention. Now he's with the Yankees. You're going to get national attention when you're with the Yankees. Um, has only struck out over a hundred times in a season once. Um, in 2015, he had 107. Um, the guy doesn't strike out. Um, he hits, and that's what he does. So, um, and he's very underrated defensively, I think. Um, so, DJ at number one. 
My number one is going to shock the world. Castanera. No. We actually texted about this guy earlier today. Rogers Hornsby is my number one. (laughs) (laughs) Number one all time? Two-time MVP. This guy's hit over 400 like eight times. Just kidding. This DJ LeMahieu. This is an active playlist. <laughs> DJ LeMahieu. I, I told Luke that I was going to have to bring him up at some point, and I just never remembered. So I was just like, well, might as well just throw him in at number one. So LeMahieu, this guy is going to win MVP in 2021. You heard it here first. That's bold, I know. This guy's going to win MVP in 2021. But can you see it? Like, I think it's very doable. Don't you think, Luke? I th- I think it is. I think it's very doable. That's my prediction. Way too early prediction. But this guy hit 364 last year. OPS over 1,000. Uh, 177. OPS plus. Uh, led the league in at batting average, on base percentage, OPS, and OPS plus. Um, this guy, as you said, has more power at Yankee Stadium. Then Coors Field doesn't make any sense, but this guy has raked at both places. Um, he's come in the top four in MVP uh, each of the last two seasons. A He's a two-time Silver Slugger, three-time Gold Glove winner, two-time batting title, three-time All-Star. Uh, this guy's just... LeMahieu is just a beast. Uh, I don't know that remember the details on his contract, but this guy has signed an extension with a... Yankees um, this offseason. And, uh, yeah, this guy's defense is super underrated, as you said. Um, I'm just glad the Braves don't have to face him very often. So, But we do have to face McNeil, which is basically the – it's like facing LeMahieu just – when we face him, he's like DJ LeMahieu. But – Yes. DJ LeMahieu – is both of our number one players. So, Roger Swarnsby, number one, huh? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, Shall we do our honorable mentions? Uh, Sure. Or do you you have any? I have some. Um, Specifically, um, two. Well, I have four, but... Two, I specifically I wanted to put on this list, but didn't. That is, um, Kevin Biggio and Donovan Solano. Donovan Solano, um, the last two years, um, has hit over three hundred. The only reason he did not make this list due to the fact that he's never really been that good prior to twenty nineteen. He was never that great. He did have an outbreak year. Um, this year, um, not COVID outbreak, um, an outbreak with the bat. Um, he thanks for clarifying. Um, <laughs> he drove in runs. He he hit, and I think it'll be interesting to see in twenty twenty one what he does with the Giants. So, and then Kevin Biggio, exciting um, future for this kid. Um, I think he'll be a top five, potentially top or top 10, potentially top five, second baseman within the next coming years. Um, my other two honorable mentions, Keston Hira and Mike Moustakis. So. I have a few more honorable mentions than you. 
of course, Jonathan VR. <laughs> I don't know. What the, I don't know why. It's just the one. He's. He was just the first guy that's uh, that I mentioned on my uh, possibilities list. I don't know why he was just one of the first guys to enter my mind when I thought of second baseman. But he didn't make my list. Uh, Mike Mustakas, uh, Luis Arias. Also, uh, this guy was great a couple of years ago. Uh, the rest of my honorable mentions: Tommy Lastella, uh, Jake Cronenworth, just barely missed out. Donovan Solano, Kesson Hira, and Kike Hernandez as my honorable mentions. So they would all make my top twenty. Yeah. Maybe we should do top 20 third baseman. Maybe. No, we're not doing that. That's going to take too long. <laughs> it's hard enough making a top 10 list, but top 20. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So um, do we have a wallop segment for this episode? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, let me get a wallop. Uh, you entertain the listeners. Well, like, find a wallet. Um, let's see. Um, I'm interested to see if Mike Zaroka, um, I have seen stuff. Mike Zaroka said he's healthy. He's ready to go. Um, oh, yeah. And- oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, we had a few things from Brian Snicker today that I think he said three guys were, he's considering three guys for the closer role. Hopefully, one of those guys is not named uh, Luke. I'm not going to say the last name. But hopefully um, not. If he didn't make the postseason roster, I would hope he doesn't even reconsider for. I would say our top three guys to put potentially be closer. Obviously, my number one would be Will Smith because he just was an all star in 2019. I think Snicker brought that up today. Um, Chris Martin is great in high leverage situations. And AJ Mincher, I would think, as well. Yeah. Um, and Soroka is on. He's back on the mound. He's looking good. He, Snickers said, uh, but obviously we don't want to rush him back too fast. So he also yeah. has. He also grew his hair out, so he has a little bit of flow now. So he does have a little bit of flow. I noticed. Man hasn't cut his hair in like. Man hasn't cut his hair since like quarantine started. He's got that quarantine flow. Going. Yeah, the, yeah. Apparently, all those Canadian barbers they shut, they closed up shop, or <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Um, but back on the topic of closers, I would love to see AJ Mitchell win the job. Yes, that would also be awesome. I I would uh, love to see AJ Mitchell win that job. Yeah, if any, if there are actually are any Canadian barbers out there, shout out to y'all. Y'all do a great job. Those Canadian. If you're listening to this podcast and you're Canadian barber, shout out to you. <laughs> Or just get Mike Zaroka haircut. Lo, lo, no, I have to admit, get my, get Mike Zaroka haircut because he looks better clean shaven than with what I don't really. He doesn't really rock with the flow. I I don't know. Not uh, a fan. Not yet. The, not yet. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not used to. I'm not. I'm not used to it. So I might get Mike on me. So we'll see. Yeah. Oh yeah, the wallop segment. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. Let's find something. Uh, is my microphone settings on um, the right way? As entertainment, um, Ian Anderson changes number to thirty-six. Um, oh yeah, we had a few uniform number changes. Forty, I believe he was forty-eight last year. So I'm just scrolling through Twitter and I see him a video of him wearing number thirty-six and 
forgot he changed his number. Um, a few of the changes. Uh, Anderson is 36. Drew Smiley were, were 18. Uh, last worn by Pablo Sandoval last year. And Charlie Morton were, will wear number 50. Last worn by Jerry Blevins in 2019. Jerry. Former Brave. Obviously, I, I said last born by, yeah. <laughs> what <are> you <laughs> I don't even know at this point. Anyways, uh, Braves walloped. Uh, which one did it last time? That was uh, Acuna in Tampa. This yes. one was also in the same series. This was a day after Acuna's mom in Tampa. Interesting. So, who is it, Luke? Oh, is it Freddie Freeman? No. Is it Ozzy Albies? No. Is it Austin Riley? No. Is it um? Is he on the team? No. Is it Josh Donaldson? No. Is it um? Is it Matt Joyce? No. Is it um? Is it um? Brian Snitker? <laughs> Oh, so he's fat. Um, is it? Um, I didn't say he was fat. Is it Matt Adams? No, I don't know. Who is it? Tell me. No, keep guessing. You haven't guessed them all. Why? Um, is it? Um, Tyler Our Flowers. Love it when you're clueless. No. Is it? Um, Dansby Swanson. No. How'd you not guess that already? <laughs> um, is it um? It's not Ronald, is it? No. Back to back. Um. Um. This was his seventh home run on the season. Is it Matt Camp? <laughs> no, no, not quite. <laughs> is it um? Double play um, Camp. <laughs> Is it um? Is it Kurt Suzuki? No. Um. <laughs> is it um? <laughs> You're forgetting uh, one key guy. Is it Nick Markakis? It is Nick Markakis. There we go. Finally. <laughs> All right. It's about time you got that. Sorry for wasted three minutes of your time. I didn't want to keep guessing. <laughs> All right, Nick Markakis, three run bomb. Uh, we were up two nothing at this point. Uh, two runners on, one man out against Ryan Yarbrough of the Tampa Bay Rays at Tropicana Field. Nick Markakis. Apparently they were talking about launch angle. Sweet. Launch angle is a great, great thing to look into. I'm glad you carry agrees now. (laughs) All right. Luke, you got anything else for us? Um, no. Oh, oh yeah. Let's look. Oh, we forgot to do this earlier. Uh, the top ten. Second baseman, according to MLB. 
Oh yeah, this, this was trash. Oh, was it bad? Hang on. I haven't actually looked at this. So, um, why is it in such a weird it? order? Wait, did I skip by it? It's on um February second. Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh god. It was bad. It was it was really bad. Aussie Albies at ten. I mean, what in what world? Uh, Altuve nine, Chris Taylor at eight, Donovan Solano at seven, Jake Cronenworth at six. I mean, how do you put Cronenworth over Aussie Altuve and Chris Taylor? It just doesn't make sense. Uh, Kevin Biggio at five. I don't get that at all. Uh, Brandon Lau at four, Cattell Marte at three, McNeil at two, Lemayhu at one. I I can get behind the top two. Martes was somehow number one in 2020. <laughs> yeah, it was um, ridiculous. MLB Network has no... I, I, I want to know what the criteria is for making these lists. Um, play baseball? First of all. But, um, so if you just if, if you just play baseball in, in the majors, you have a good chance of making this list, apparently. Because how yeah. does Donovan Solano make your... I was Donovan Solano above Altuve, Chris Taylor, and Ozzy Albies. I don't understand. <laughs> Who knows? And Altuve dropped from three to nine. I mean, I don't get that. I mean, it was a sixty-game season. So what? I don't know. I don't get it. MLB Network's lists are absolutely terrible. I mean, I love MLB Network, but their lists suck. They they have got to fire whoever makes these lists because the shredder is clearly. Not shredding these lists. <laughs> bad, bad joke. Um, they should be shredding lists. They should be because like, how bad they are. Yeah, that's it's it's blast absolute blasphemy in the wise words of uh, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> absolute blasphemy. All right, I had to get that one out of the way. So, oh shoot, I just changed my personal. Anyways, uh, we have a moment to go over in Braves history. I think we're at number 15 on this countdown. Um, no, we're at 14 now. 14, yeah. I was going to say, I think it's 14. I can't wait to get to uh, swinging a drive belted right. Welcome to the show. Where, where even is that? Uh... Oh, there it is. Okay. Anyways, that's coming up later in the uh, later a later date. But this one, we go back to 10, 10, 10, October 10th, 2010. Wow. Is that like good luck or something? I actually have a lot of moments from 2010 on this list. I kind of looked through it again. Uh, I don't know why. Just 2010. 2010 was just a good year for us, I guess. But obviously not good enough. But yeah, clearly not good enough. So this was game three of the. Uh, this was game three of the NLDS. Do you remember this moment, Luke? Game three of the NLDS. Who are we playing? The Dodgers, Giants. maybe. The Giants. Giants. Future World Series champions that year, and in 2012, yeah. and 2014, it was an even year. Yeah. Um. I have no clue. I There's have no two moments from this list. 
we actually this was the only moment in this count. Actually, this, this is I think one of two moments in this countdown that took place in a game that we lost. <clears throat> uh, the Chipper Jones hit at twenty, or or at, in the wild card game in uh, yeah yeah it was at at number twenty. This one, it was bottom of the eighth, one out, runner in first. We were down one to nothing, and Eric Hinsky came to the plate. Ooh, do you remember this homer now? I think so. Yeah, I I think I do remember this now. Barely snuck inside the foul pole in right field. This was a line drive homer if I've ever seen. Yep, one. I remember this. Barely made it over the wall, like just barely to the left of the foul pole, just as close as you can possibly get to hitting the foul pole and not yeah. hitting it as close to the top of the wall as you can possibly be. This was insane. I don't know how this ball made it out in such a big ballpark, but uh, it's a little context for y'all. Uh, this is game three of the NLDS. The Braves and Giants were tied in the series 1-1. Uh, the starters for this game were Tim Hudson for the Braves and the Giants' Jonathan Sanchez. Uh, they were in a pitcher's duel, and the Giants held a 1-0 lead until the 8th. Down to our final five outs, Eric Kinski launched a line drive that barely managed to stay fair and just barely over the wall to give the Braves a 2-1 lead. That This moment was legendary at that point, but is often forgotten as the Braves would blow the lead in the ninth and wind up losing 3-2 to two in what would be Bobby Cox's second-to-the-last game. This m- might have been, or this is the best moment of the decade in, uh, in which the Braves did not win the game for that moment. Uh, it would definitely be a lot higher if we were able to hold the lead. But, you know, 11 years later, uh, it was a solo crowd at Turner Field. Like the crowd noise is just enough to give you chills. I said, so yeah, it's been eleven years since this moment. I remember watching this game and going crazy. Yeah, gosh, it's crazy. good times. I remember watching this team like back in the day. So this is Hinsky's go-ahead blast in the game three of the NLDS. Anyways. Thank, thank you all for listening, everyone. Uh, so. Social medias will be in the description um, of the podcast. Um, follow them. Same, same with our YouTube channel. Go subscribe. Yes. Please send us an email. We still haven't gotten an email yet. <laughs> please send us an email. We might never get an email. We don't know. So if yeah. you want to be the first real email. The first, first real email. Shout out Camden. Then, yeah, <laughs> shout out Camden. If you want to be the first real email. Send us an email. So, thank you guys very much for listening. Yes. yes, go check out everything in the description. Uh, the link to everything you could possibly want is down there, except for a million dollars. We don't have that in the description, but check it out. And until next time, my name is David Waters, and I'm Luke Harden. We will see you all in the next episode. Thanks, guys. Sorry, my audio settings were set to the wrong thing. <laughs> that's the second time that in a row that's happened. My bad. Uh, take two. <laughs> and a drive down the right field line. And this one is going to be a home run.
just fair, and the Braves lead it 2-1. to